Welcome to Being Bipolar. I'm your host, Doobie. I'm going to introduce you into my madness, and hopefully it'll help you with yours. Hey, peeps. It's Doobie Snacks here. I'm going to go ahead and announce the Mick of the Day, and that will be Bruce Willis. Now, Bruce didn't suffer from any mental illness in the past that I know of. I'm talking about dementia. Dementia, to me, is one of the worst mental health issues that we could suffer from. Back in the day, I spent a couple of months as a caregiver in the uh, elderly home that I had a lot of dementia patients in I got to watch the final stage of what dementia does. And it is horrific. It is the worst way to die. There's really no pain for the person dealing with the dementia. But the mind starts telling you or just shutting down basically everything that is common. To the point where it shuts down, you forget how to breathe. And I watched an elderly man who was suffering from dementia pass on. And uh, I had to announce it, log it, fill out the paperwork. And I quit the next day. And this was before I got my... uh, shit straight from being in prison. This is while my mind was free and doing whatever it wanted. However, so I still felt during that time watching dimension patients just going downhill. So Bruce Willis suffering what he's going through is my mick of the episode. So tonight... We're going to do, we're going to talk about your mind in when you are trying to fall asleep. There's this little thing that I do, and I've asked some friends and family members to do the same and uh, give me their feedback. And what I do basically is when I'm laying down, I always put down, I, I put a TV program on that my mind can you know, have background, I'm used to, I understand, I'm used to the voice, nothing very active at all going on, okay, so, I've got usually Ancient Aliens, or Roku does this great thing with history lectures from the Great Course um, lecture series, so, I'm listening to a lot of these things as I fall asleep, but my mind keeps going, Okay, and so I have to do other things. And one of the things I like to do is I like to project a dream. I like to start a dream sequence for my mind to follow. I'll guide as I fall asleep. And a lot of times it's the same dream dream sequence for my mind. So 
I'm guessing it's a way my mind is trying to unclutter itself. So in this dream that I, pres- I, I try to start up and work on, I walk into a room. It can be decorated any way you want, you, it, but in the middle of it is a round table with four chairs. Now, you obviously will be, as soon as you walk in, you see the chair, you sit down. That is your spot. Now, to the left of you. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. The people that I have asked and talked to, I personally use one individual, but in anybody else's mind, they use the person they most relate to or feel like you want to be that person. That person represents who you want to be on this planet. Okay, to me, it's Leonardo da Vinci. I've done a lot of studying about him, a lot of, I don't know, um, examining different individuals uh, perspective of the readings of the you know the I would say most of his notes and his codexes and people that have spent 20 30 years analyzing these things I take bits and pieces of what I believe and what I don't believe and personally I believe that Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci was bisexual, dealing with those feelings and emotions back in the days, you know, this is the, the Renaissance period, the Enlightenment period. This is a period of time where the artists and the, the people that wanted to see the world change, this is where they shine. And when the Renaissance actually hit Italy, it gave Leonardo a chance to expand. Now, I also believe that Leonardo had some mental health issues. For a left-handed individual, they, they use this as the excuse of why he wrote in Mirror Image, which is basically the opposite of what we do. That's, and that's what his mind was comfortable with. Now, also, Leonardo had an issue with finishing things. You know, there are only actual, what, 13 paintings out there that are finished. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of, I value the codex and the notes more than the actual artwork. The reason being is that Leonardo, in my humble opinion, was working on putting a, a codex together for physicians and doctors and people who need to analyze the body more. He was going to do so much more for the medical field because he had no moral issues about going into a morgue cutting them up, 
and drawing all these individual people, not only just to make his artwork better and his muscle tone and the veins, things of that nature. No, he did it so he could better understand what his mind was doing. He could better understand the human themselves and better understand himself, how he works, you know, Leonardo had a scientific mind at a time where science was evil. And the church was doing everything possible to stop what was going on in science. And this is about the same time that hell was introduced to the world thanks to Dante. So, before Dante came along, side note, sorry, before Dante came along, we had basically no real hell except for what was in the bible and that that was purely small stuff but when dante came around and gave us our hell that changed the total outlook on everything the renaissance period became more open about its artwork and i'm not talking about the great ones i'm talking about the everyday artists that were trying to work and make a living and survive because the church paid for most of the artwork, the patrons. So Leonardo was dealing with a lot of moral issues because of his self. He had no problem doing what needed to be done just to curb his appetites, you know, and... People loved his openness enough to where in the later days of his life, he was consoling kings. His greatest artwork was done in his later life after Milan, after the Last Supper, which is by far my favorite piece of his, is the Last Supper. Not because of all the coding you think is in it, because there is no grail in it, number one. Number two, each individual person in that Last Supper has its own story. And Leonardo gave us that. You have to think, back in the day when Leonardo started painting, he started with oils. Okay, He's one of the first artists that started using oil paintings in a 3D form. And he was out teaching his teacher. He had become the master, so much so that it is said that his master, his teacher, never painted again. Leonardo became the head painter. And his teacher started working with sculpts and different other art forms. But Leonardo gave us so much like Michelangelo in the 16th chapel you know it's just you have the great ones and then you got the little guys out there who's trying to make a buck and Leonardo knew that so he was like the king in the art world turned into a scientist slash engineer and he also had no issues with the morals of making weapons of mass destruction. Uh, I mean, all in all, 
all the studying done and they're saying that everything tank wise that he came up with wouldn't have worked and there's a lot of reasons being but the fact that he came up with them and the fact that he was so entertained by being around kings feeding into his narcissistic and life lifestyle that he made him a lion a robotic lion okay so i chose leonardo to be at my left to represent me at the most logical at the most intelligent with wisdom and not having a moral issue with doing what is right and how to do it okay so he is at my left now center as i look i'm not dead center in the table but i look forward and i see the individual that represents my spiritual good what i believe in my heart since i basically since day one have been told god is good okay whatever religion you follow god is good your god my god it doesn't matter god is good so representing the good i chose jesus speaking for god reason why i do that is because god in my mind god's voice cannot be heard by mere mortal i mean uh being raised and hearing the stories and you know delving in my own thing none of us are really able to hear god's voice because we haven't earned it we haven't we don't deserve but that is how i grew up believing so all in all it's deeply embedded in me that god represents good so i've got jesus there because jesus to me uh you know the white man with the long beard and the long blonde hair and the blue eyes even though he's coming from a culture and society that um that could not happen unless you know god intervened but you know hey all in all we have jesus the white man representing the jewish community okay now to the right of me is a representation of evil now most of my life lucifer has represented the evil the bad you know how that goes but i have a lot of respect and love for lucifer morningstar and the reason i say that and i a lot of people whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah the reason why i say that is because he started out as a cherub then an ark the morningstar he represented it was an archangel that represented the rising sun the morning star the start of the day and yes son and father got into an argument 
They got upset. Dad kicked him out. He came to Earth and started his own thing. Now, whether it was evil or not, it <laughs> okay, but Lucifer has given mankind a reason to be bad and to be evil when he wasn't created for that at all. You know, I <laughs> I love the book of Enoch because, you know, they give him a different name, but it represents the fact that the fallen angels came down, had sex with some humans, woohoo, and then created the Nephilims, and yeah, we all know the stories. If you don't, I'm sorry, I'll do a podcast strictly on the book of Enoch, but we have Lucifer re representing bad, because that is what I've been told all my life, but now it's a different story. So, it could be anybody that represents evil in your mind. So, you have to excuse my cats, they're going crazy. Running around everywhere. But, okay, so we have the table set, alright? Now, I already have this all set up as I go to sleep. I already know what's going on, I already have it set up. So, it'll basically run a few seconds as I sit down through my dream. But the questions that you come up with during this, you, you should begin them in basically asking questions of your day. I always ask myself, what did I do today that represents progress? You know, I basically talk to the guys about my day whether I felt it was good or bad. What can I do to change it? And what can I do to improve myself as I move on? These are questions that we all ask ourselves, but I'm giving them to different parts of my mind. I make sure that these characters are representing, so they're gonna be answering my own questions but in a different form in my mind, letting it go in different directions, maybe finding a solution outside of the box. You know, also, with the different aspects of my mind there as I talk, I can look at different outcomes. I can look at different solutions. And yes, morality has a lot to do with it. Because you've got your representation to the right of you, or to the left of you, that is you no holds barred. In front of you is sitting, you know, Jesus. And to the right, you've got Lucifer. You, these are all things being represented in your mind going in different directions, letting your mind let loose, guilt-free. That's hard to do. And that's why it took me a while to train my mind to do this. Because I would always come up in the beginning with the same answer. All the questions were being, I would say, they were guided in one direction. 
until I started realizing that I was doing that. And once I figured out that if I answered my own question as evil as possible with Lucifer. So Lucifer and I would argue back and forth the pros and cons. Why? Why not? And then the other two would jump in. And it could be different for any other individual, but a lot of people ended up being sent in a direction where their guilt about something or remembering loved ones. Asking questions like, I could have spent more time, how? So I don't do this to people in the future. I feel guilty of something that I've done in my past. How do I make it better for not only me, but maybe the individual that I did it to, making amends, and then trying to pay it forward so nobody else has to suffer from the guilt. A guilt is a huge thing in the mind. It always goes right back to it, you know? So, in this roundtable, I ask the simple questions of the day, and then as I start falling asleep, that's when my mind starts going off and doing what, uh, the other night, what I remember, okay? What I remember, the other night, I started off that dream, and I ended up dreaming about my mother and the issues that she and I had dealt with. Lo and behold, it was actually the same day that my mother had passed five years. So, I didn't realize that until I had talked to my sister the following couple of days afterwards. And it just, those things hit hard, you know. But that's your mind trying to deal with it. If you give your mind the option and different directions, see where it leads. I mean, continually ask yourself about the day. Let your mind and your memory, it, it'll, it'll, you know, be embedded in your head. Especially if it was a good day. If it was a bad day, it's going to be there anyway. So if you analyze why it was a bad day through talking to these guys, you'll find maybe a better solution of how to deal with it in the next time. So, all in all, the, the mind exercises when you are going to sleep, let your mind take you to the round table with people that you can trust, images of people that you can trust to give you the answers you feel like you need or deserve. Okay, doing this, there's no self-worth or there's no, you know, narcissism involved. You're just trying to figure out where your mind is at right now. You know, things happen and you need it. So, now we move on to the music movie section. And I got to tell you, 
The Oscars are coming up in a couple of days. I've been watching movies left and right. And uh, the movie that I really, <laughs> I've enjoyed so far, and I'm going to put in because it's mentally screwy, um, Luther uh, just came out on Netflix. I watched Luther because Elvis is hot. He is a bad, bad man. Okay, but with the characters in this new one, it's a movie, it's not like the series. The series had a couple of seasons, and they were excellent. I loved them, I've watched them over and over again. But the movie that just came out, brand new, the bad guy is really good, and he is mentally gone, okay? But Luther and himself have been dealing with issues of loss, so... It's just a really good movie, and it has to do with a really crazy psycho that is quite entertaining. Anyways, alright boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, this episode has come to an end. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to all of my peeps I care about, my math teacher, my architect... I've got a lot of friends out there. My family. Love you all. Peace out. Enjoy. This is the end of the program. Where I basically tell you this is the end of the program. So you will stop listening now because it's the end of the program. Remember, this is the end of the program. So subscribe. If you want to hear more, get a hold of me. But this is the end of the program. So stop listening. This is it. Welcome to Doobie's Madness. This is the end of the program. So you can stop listening now. It's okay.